0: ignorance of one voter in a democracy impairs the security of all. John F. Kennedy. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today we're continuing our look at persistent myths about famous world leaders, this time with one of the most famous US presidents ever, John F. Kennedy. In a multi-part series last year, I explored the many conspiracy theories surrounding the JFK assassination, check them out if you haven't yet, and how they've contributed to revisionist history. I won't be touching on any of those again here, except to pose the question that has caused the biggest myths about Kennedy to arise over the decades. What would have happened if he had not been killed on November 22, 1963. I realize that simply by acknowledging the question, let alone the myths caused by it. I'm moving dangerously close to the rabbit hole that is alternative history, but that simply can't be helped. I'll do my best to not become Stephen King or Harry Turtledove. All that said, here are the three biggest myths about what JFK would have done if he had lived. Number one, he would have pushed through the Civil Rights Act and Voting Rights Act with considerably more vigor and success than Lyndon Johnson did. This is unlikely on numerous levels. Though JFK did support civil rights, and Johnson's championing of both pieces of legislation was part of what he saw as honoring Kennedy's legacy, it's hard to dispute the fact that Johnson's success was due in no small part to Kennedy's death. It was very hard for senators and congressmen, even from the South, to be seen as opposing Kennedy's memory, especially in those first few years after his death. Kennedy, had he lived, would have encountered much stiffer resistance from Southern legislators, even in his own party. And though with Johnson's help and expertise in the Senate, Kennedy may have indeed seen the legislation passed, it would have been a longer and certainly more protracted battle. And the outcome is far from certain in the near term. It almost surely would not have happened by 1965. The second myth is that Kennedy would definitely have pulled us out of Vietnam. This is a persistent view held by many, especially old anti-war activists and people like filmmaker Oliver Stone, who blames all the ills of the world since 1963 on Kennedy's death. Would he actually have pulled American troops out rather than massively escalating our involvement as LBJ did? The answer to the degree that we'll ever have one is complicated and partly depends on who you listen to and when. For example, The late president's brother, Bobby Kennedy, said in 1964 that JFK would not have pulled out of Vietnam. By the time he was running for president himself in 1968, with the hindsight of four more years of war, he often implied that JFK would have gotten us out, unlike Johnson. You can't have it both ways. Kennedy's own words at the time, both public and in written records released only recently, show a fair amount of conflict over the issue in his own mind. He felt, and said, that ultimately it was a civil war that had to be decided by the Vietnamese themselves. He was becoming more diplomatically inclined following successes during the Cuban Missile Crisis and the Test Ban Treaty with the Soviets, and he had a certain distrust of military commanders dating back to his Navy days during World War II. Yet there was a flip side to this thinking, that subsequent revisionism historical amnesia and wishful thinking has ignored and this flip side makes me think he would not have pulled this out at least not quickly the first and foremost reason for this was the domino theory which everyone in both political parties and the American public believed in the domino theory held that if one Southeast Asian state fell to the communists the surrounding ones would ultimately fall as well just like a line of dominoes. It was a belief that endured with some justification well into late 1970s and early 1980s during the communist insurgencies in Central and South America. Kennedy wanted to hold the line in Vietnam and had every reason to believe we could because up to that time, America had never lost a war. This is an important aspect of his thinking. He wanted to avoid being bogged down in a protracted conflict, yes, but I doubt he ever considered the possibility that we could actually lose. Finally, remember that Kennedy was a World War II veteran, a war less than 20 years past when he died. He was part of that greatest generation that saw it as America's duty to defend democracy around the world, even at great cost to America. So while it is possible he would have pulled our troops out before 1973. It's far from certain, and to claim otherwise is both revisionist and naive. The final, and perhaps biggest myth regarding what would have happened had JFK lived is one that is so assumed that it's become conventional wisdom. The previous two myths also depend upon this one, which is that JFK would definitely have been reelected in 1964. This belief has been bolstered by Lyndon Johnson's landslide victory over Barry Goldwater in 64, with even some historians contending that if Johnson won by that margin, surely JFK would have fared even better. Not so at all. First, let's face the fact that LBJ did not win the 1964 election. It was won by the ghost of a martyred president, dead less than a year at the time of the voting. Had Kennedy not died, There's no reason to believe that the 64 election would have been much different than the 1961, in which Kennedy defeated Richard Nixon 303 electoral votes to 219. This seems like a comfortable margin, but consider the fact, as is discussed even in presidential elections today, maybe especially in a presidential election today, that the electoral college totals masked a much closer popular vote total. Kennedy won the popular vote by less than 120,000 votes out of 68 million cast, one of the closest margins in American history. Kennedy himself knew it would be a tough re-election campaign, which is one reason he was in Dallas at all on November 22, 1963, a year before the election. In 1960, even with a sitting Texas senator as his running mate, Kennedy won the popular vote in Texas by a mere 50.5% to Nixon's 48.5%. Nixon actually carried the city of Dallas. This narrow victory gave him Texas's 24 electoral votes, votes he could scarcely afford to lose in 1964. He also went to Texas to try and heal a rift within the Texas Democratic Party that would have further hurt his chances in the state. We have no way of knowing if that rift would have healed had he lived. It's also possible, though not certain, that his support of civil rights would have cost him Southern states he won in 1960. Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Georgia, South Carolina and North Carolina, totaling 76 electoral votes. Added to the five electoral votes he won from Alabama, six went to a third party candidate. This would have been more than enough to cost him the 1964 election. If all else remained the same from 1960, he would lose 300 electoral votes to 222. Now in politics, nothing ever remains the same from one election to the next. There's plenty of reason to believe he could have lost. And other factors could have doomed him as well, not the least of which was his constant string of extramarital affairs. This is not nearly as big of an issue post-Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. But remember that in 1964, we had never even elected a man who had been divorced. That wouldn't happen until Ronald Reagan in 1980. If an affair had been made public, as one almost was weeks before the assassination, prevented only by the efforts of Bobby Kennedy, JFK's career and presidency would have been over. So why are we convinced that these myths, or call them speculations if you like, are historical certainties, Well, there are a lot of reasons. Nostalgia about a time that never really was is one. The cold comfort that comes from believing one changed event could make all of our lives so much better is another. And the Kennedy family's quest to canonize the memory of the slain president, fostering the notion of an American Camelot is perhaps the biggest reason of all. We will never know what would have happened in these three areas had Kennedy lived. And that's okay. What's not okay is taking what we would like to have had happened and turning it into historical facts. That's something we here at the Revisionist History Podcast will fight every inch of the way. We'll see you next time.